Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to It's a Thing, the weekly podcast supported by you, where normally Molly Wood and myself, Tom Merritt, analyze the hottest trends and happenings and things that are a thing uh, from our perspective. But sadly, sadly, uh, tragedy struck today. Uh, Molly lost her voice. Uh, which happens to all of us in this profession. Uh, so uh, we will not be having the normal It's a Thing, but stepping up to the plate, thankfully, our producer, Rich Straffolino. Uh, Rich, thank you so much for being willing uh, to to keep the ball in the air. Absolutely, uh, Tom. This is it's uh, the volleyball game of podcasting. I will uh, be the the sad Molly replacement that no one wants, but everyone deserves. <laughs> He's the replacement you deserve. Keep that in mind. No, you're gonna, it's going to be great uh, because we have. We're gonna, I'm, I'm calling this an "It's Your Thing" episode. Um, because we are going to focus on the things that you have sent to us, uh, both by email. I'll pull some things from the Discord, and if if Rich's humble uh, humble sort of uh, self deprecation <laughs> there uh, has, has affected you, let me disabuse you of these notions because you you have made my favorite recording of 2019. <laughs> okay, so uh, if I can set this up, so I uh, I don't know if the listeners know this. I see all the emails that come to the feedback at it's a thing dot me email address. I love them. I love seeing it. The positivity is amazing. There's always just people find great things. It's super cool. We got one email that was, I'm not going to lie, like one of the, like it was so, the energy of it was so positive about this thing. Um, it came into us from Jordan and it was so amazing that I thought no mere live reading on the podcast was enough. I had to do a dramatic reenactment of this and it's purely out of love. Like I, I just loved everything about it. Um, and so I, I put together something just kind of on a lark. And uh, yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. Ladies and gentlemen, the Jordan cargo pant email. To feedback at it's a thing dot me. Subject cargo pants. Tom and Molly. Been listening to you guys since the 07 08 BOL days. Anyway, cargo pants slash shorts. They're fucking amazing. I've always worn them. 32 now. All my pants and shorts are cargo. Except for exactly three pairs of shorts. They're my merce. I can carry so much shit. Phone dead, but about to hop in an Uber to go drinking? No problem. There is plenty of room for my 20,000 milliamp hour anchor battery pack. Got a bunch of junk mail and don't feel like carrying it on the 50 foot walk back to the house? No problem. The pockets are exactly where my hands are when I'm walking or sitting. They're the pinnacle of ergonomic garment storage. I miss my Navy NWU shirts for their breast and upper arm pockets. They were the bomb diggity. 
I was in the Navy for nearly a decade, and the military has cargo pants and shirts down. I was always jealous of the forearm pen holders and lower leg pockets of the other branches. Woe is me. The Navy transitioned to a new uniform right after I got out. Sincerely, Jordan. I just hope I can find uh, a thing in in my life <laughs> that Jordan loves as much as cargo pants. Because yeah, you want someone to look at you the way Jordan looks at cargo pants and, and slash shorts. Um, yeah, and I I do kind of feel bad for his three pairs of shorts that aren't cargo pants that clearly he's very resentful of. Like he he keeps mm-hmm. them in a corner. You know, they're maybe like some sort of dress short situation. I don't know. Uh, but, uh, or maybe like a golf short, you know, maybe the, the, he rocks a golf short or workout. It's probably workout shorts actually. Um, so Jordan, thank you for that. That was awesome. Uh, and that, that made, uh, that made my week. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Thank you, Jordan. Uh, you've inspired one of the greatest moments in podcasting history. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure of it. All right. Let's, uh, let's, let's get to some, some of the, uh, th- your things. Stephen in Mississippi made a comment on our blog, said, hi, Tom and Molly. Alton Brown is on your side. His show, Good Eats the Return, featured Shakshuka last week. Further evidence that Shakshuka was a thing. Whether a thing retains its thingness once becoming popular or at least widely known, that's a different question. Well, there was a Shakshuka also, I believe, in the Tovala recipes that I've been kind of checking out. Yes, indeed. So I am looking forward to trying that. Uh, I, I have to say, like it's it's one of those things that once you see that word... It's kind of like buying like a new car. I don't know what it is about it, but like I'm, I'm mm-hmm, slowly mm-hmm. seeing it. You know, it, maybe I wouldn't have looked to see, like noticed it or remembered it on a menu, seeing it more often. And, uh, I gotta say, I think we're ahead of the curve on this one. Yeah. I mean, there, there's so many stages of things and we talk about them all the time, but just because it becomes widely known doesn't mean it stops being a thing. Mm-hmm. That means that it's, you know, it's at maybe it's at peak thing or it's reached it reached its cruising thing altitude. <laughs> uh, it's it's more when it stops being a thing is when people who bring it up or do it or use it are sort of like, oh, really? You're still doing that? That's that's when you start to know. So, so when, if if you bring up shakshuka and somebody's like, oh, they still make that? Yeah, that's when when Guy Fieri's putting donkey sauce on shakshuka. Well, mm-hmm. no, we've that's we've, that's a harbinger of the end. Yeah. <laughs> it, in terms of the food universe, is there a higher like a like a higher signifier of thingness than and some love from Alton Brown? Oh, that that that's a stamp for mm-hmm. sure. Like if if there were no other evidences of thingness and Alton Brown did it, then I would say it's a candidate for thing because he's he's elevating it. But if it's already got a little thing buzz around it and Alton puts a stamp on it, I think yeah, I think that. That definitely that brings it into the fold. You know what else uh, makes something a thing? Shannon K, our listener, uh, whose life is <laughs> pretty much emblematic of all things things. Uh, on the Instax cameras, uh, Shannon wrote in and said, I have so many piled up responses from the last few weeks, but I had to pause the episode and tell you this. I was making dinner while listening to you guys talk about the Instax, and I went to clear the table off, and there was my daughter's pink Instax Mini 8, the model preceding the 9, sitting right there. The kids, they uh, they love the instant photos. What can I say? Yeah. <sighs> what what can you say? I mean, also, uh, Shannon, please tell us everything else thing to you. <laughs> Because I'm pretty sure that that makes it a thing at this point. You are the Alton Brown of people. Yeah. Well, not that Alton Brown's not a person. But you know what I mean? 
Uh, we also got a time traveling uh, Visco app comment uh, forward to us. This is a this is what a comment on the Visco on the Visco app itself, right? Yes, from August twelfth. Um, so I believe prior to our conversation uh, discussing it on the show. And so the the comment is we you just got to send the screenshot. I, I apologize, I didn't write down who sent it in because uh, I'm terrible. But uh, the comment is you know just on the the application. Uh, by the way, uh, Visco has a four point two rating out of five on the iOS App Store. Uh, but the the title of the review on it is five stars. Is and I oop. <laughs> the description is so. It's really just the combination of everything kind of all at once. And the only thing it could be better is if there was like an embed of Old Town Road. Right. And she was uh, Tiffy Lynn, who posted this, probably was whistling that as she posted this yeah. on August 12th. <laughs> uh, thank you, Louis St. Amour, for uh, sending this along. We appreciate that very, very much. Uh, also on the Visco tip, Matthew Horton says, Visco is a really great, actually pretty versatile editing app. I think we've mentioned that at some point, I know we don't mention it every time, though. So in case somebody doesn't know, Visco, not just a girl, but before a girl, a really pretty <laughs> versatile editing app. Uh, they actually launched their business in 2012, says Matthew, with Lightroom and Photoshop filters about a month before launching their app. Anyway, as the teens do, they picked up on the Visco look, as I've heard photography YouTube call it, made it a stem symbol. But it's zero surprise to me that Visco is the photo editing app that turned into a cultural moment. It was already almost there. Yeah, and I think part of that has to do with, you know, Visco isn't, I mean, it, it was, it really was an Instagram competitor in that there is like a social network component to it as well. It's not just, you know, filters, it's a community. I've actually mm-hmm. also started to see this week some backlash, or I don't know, there were, I saw memes going on about it, like people, like, a, a, you know, a, uh, uh, like a comment from someone who was using Visco from before who was like, yes, I happen to wear sweatpants and have hang lights and I have a hydro flask or something like that, but, you know, now people are, you know, people getting angry at the thingness of, of Visco girls. Yeah. And uh, so I, I thought it was interesting that there was this reaction to it as well. We had somebody on DTNS this week uh, say that they had been called a Visco girl and they didn't know what it meant. And then when I explained it, they're like, oh, yeah, that's totally me. <laughs> Well, uh, there was actually there was a um, actually a thank you from uh, Samantha who we provided her with a Visco save. Tom, if you wanted to share that one as well. Oh yeah, uh, Samantha said just wanted to write a quick thank you for your discussion or mention of Visco girls a few weeks ago. My 11 year old daughter has been living in light colored airy maxi dresses for the last month and a half. Yesterday, a boy on the bus told her she'd become a Visco girl if she didn't start wearing darker clothes. She had no idea what this meant and asked me for help. Thanks to your episode, which I went back and listened to with her, she left the conversation feeling like a Visco girl wasn't a bad thing and felt less weird about a comment from a random boy on the bus. Thank you for helping keep me in the loop so I could be cool and help my preteen. That's awesome, Samantha. I really wish Molly was here for this one because as a mom, I know she would super appreciate this. Yeah, I mean, I, it was just it was just very sweet and uh, yeah, kind of awesome that we can uh, we can be there with the pop culture knowledge for all yeah. of our listeners. Man, it's a thing. Entertaining, first and foremost, uh, but occasionally helpful, which is <laughs> even great. Uh, and this this one caught my eye too. Jeremiah on Verbena saying, uh, longtime listener, like early buzz out loud, longtime listener. I sort of sat on sending feedback on the Verbena thing you mentioned in an episode, assuming someone would surely bring this up. But it has been a few episodes and no one has. So I'll bring up the very geeky things tied to Verbena. First of all, Jeremiah and everyone else never assume that everyone else has already 
written about the thing that you're writing about. Uh, I mean, write politely and write nicely and don't don't write as if like sh- everybody should know this. But I get so many emails from people like, I'm sure you've heard of this and I haven't. So don't let that hold you back. Anyway, Jeremiah says, first, there is the other name of Verbena, Vervain. Longtime viewers of the Vampire Diaries and the originals will recognize that name better. Apparently in the mythology of their brand of vampires, if you have Vervain in your system, it makes it so they can control your mind. It also hurts them some. Cool, but that is not all the geekiness. Oh no. There's also a role-playing game made by the people who came up with Vampire the Masquerade. The game they made for Wizards and Witches was called Mage. In Mage, there are various kinds of mages. Classic wizardly types, techno-wizard types, etc. The Earth Mother witchy types are called the Verbena. (laughs) They are all kinds of dark, tree-hugging nature magic and control life as their magical specialty. Anyway, I thought you guys would appreciate the geekier side to the herb. Keep up the good work. That is amazing. Thank you, Jeremiah. (laughs) Verbena does sound like part of a Harry Potter spell also. Uh, yeah. so I, I can or, see it or a classmate, either one. Yeah. <laughs> it has that, that vague Latin kind of miss about it that, that gives it maybe something uh, a little bit arcane to it. Yeah. Now, if you had thought perhaps we had, uh, I don't know, we uh, moved away from Visco. <laughs> you're wrong. <laughs> um, we got this one about Disney Visco. Just got back from two weeks at Walt Disney World in Florida. Found out from my twin 16-year-old daughters there is a subgenre of Visco girls, the Disney Visco girl. I mean, we you pretty much can assume that for everything, there will likely be a Disney version of it. But there are details here. What makes these different is the homemade mouse ears with tons of glitter and the family matching t-shirts sometimes with the Visco girl wearing an opposite colored shirt stating, I hate matching shirts. There are even special Disney Visco filter settings to get the park photos just right. As you stated, a must-have is the Fuji camera. The irony, however, is the Visco girls can't use the Visco filters on their Fuji photos. Whenever my daughters saw a Visco girl, they sang in unison, That's So Visco, to the tune of That's So Raven, and used the hashtag, That's So Visco. In other unrelated news, there's now a shortage of hard seltzer. <laughs> and this he has a link to ABC7 Chicago, so it's a decent source uh, that we're, we're running out of hard seltzer, folks. Yeah, I mean, from the the White Claw roots, um, it's really uh, it's really taken off. I saw some. I sent you and Molly this picture: hard seltzer on tap at a bar yeah. that I was at, uh-huh. which I was like, and I, I asked the person about it, and they said, "Yeah, it's actually it's just it's an unflavored." And then what they do is do a bomb of cherry vodka or like flavored vodka oh into it. So I was like, "You somehow made it more trashy." <laughs> Seriously, like throw some Red Bull on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Why yeah, make a cocktail of it? Somebody uh, just recently, maybe it was a YouTube video, was doing a, a how-to on how to make cocktails, and one of their cocktails was a spritzer. See, the, yeah, the spritzer. Again, I, I understand the compulsion of wanting the seltzer in the drink. I like mm-hmm. a Lacroix and some vodka or something like that. Delightful. Sure. But sure. the uh, adding the hardness to the seltzer, I'm dubious. Now, to the earlier comments about when a thing stops being a thing, what the categories of things are, uh, we have this genius email from <laughs> Zach6Chip in Gilbert. Uh, with things that are found in the wild, like Molly spotting orange wine in the wild, can we please call them 
zero day things. Thank you, longtime <laughs> fan and sound effect contributor of BOL and Gadgets. Yes, but um, Zach, the, the, what you have to do though is you have to email them into the show, but not publicly state about them for sixty days. At which point, uh, <laughs> then we can notify the manufacturers of the thing so they can be aware that they will be about to become a thing. And so right. then, you know, we have to have responsible thing disclosure. Is what responsible I'm disclosure of things is important. Uh, zero day thing disclosure irresponsibly could could result in uh, exponential multiplication of visco girls, among other things. So uh, you, you've got to you got to be careful about that. <laughs> and also um, keep in mind that Google's project thing is probably going to scoop all of these. Yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah, but then we're going to have companies, you know, disputing the thingness findings mm-hmm. and it, it gets a whole it's a it's a whole thing unto itself. No, I uh, love also that. Uh, wanted to uh, credit Paul. Paul was the one who wrote in about the Disney Visco girls or about his daughter uh, recognizing the Disney Visco girls. Thank you, Paul. Um, <laughs> and if you uh, have not become a patron and you don't know about our discord, uh, you're missing out because, I mean, you can just go in there anytime, day or night. And just start scrolling back. Like if you're new, just start scrolling back for a world of things. T Porter two today at nine fifteen a.m. wrote sheet pan dinners, also being called the less flattering dump dinners. <laughs> and links to purewow.com. I have known nothing about purewow.com, uh, but purewow.com has a has an article titled. 20 fall dump dinners that will feed a crowd. <laughs> so a sheet pan dinner, uh, much better explanation because I understand what a sheet pan dinner is. It's basically like a casserole, except yeah, on like a sheet a- pan, right? It's not deep. I mean, the the idea of like a, a single, con- like something you can cook in a single container, like right. all the ingredients in together. You know, we call those one pot dinners, you know, casseroles, stuff like that. It's a very shallow casserole. Yes. <laughs> a sheet pan dinner. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of these are just one-pot dinners, too. They're not even all sheet pan. Uh, but, yeah, don't call it a dump dinner, please. Oh, my gosh. Uh, that I'm not, is, I'm not that going is, to a dump dinner. Let me just tell you that. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, T. Porter 2 also asking if tiki bars are a thing. Uh, Dallas is going to get one. Uh, Lakshada responded, it very well could be a thing, pointing out that Grand Rapids was getting one. And then, uh, and then, uh, Bakersfield also having had Tiki bar. I, I kind of feel like Tiki is an eternal thing. I don't think that's, a, it kind of comes and goes, but it's, it's never gone. Yeah. I, well, but with the rise of, I mean, we're kind of living into in prime cocktail culture renaissance right now. So I think that kind of ties in very well with the, the Tiki barness, uh, aspect of it, where then you get the retro kitsch on top of it. Uh, in fact, in Cleveland, uh, we had one Tiki bar that I knew of for the longest time. It was called Porco's. It's still around. Uh, it's really cool. Uh, but then another tiki bar opened in roughly the same area, and they took out a billboard that was literally on top of the building that Porco's was in. <laughs> oh, man. Although so, that could backfire for you because people could see the billboard go, hey, I want a tiki drink, and then look down and go, oh, there's a tiki there's bar. There's a tiki bar right there. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, very, uh, very interesting. Uh, yeah, but I, I do think, yeah, that that kind of... It's one thing to have, you know, the tiki idol or whatever and have a Hawaiian theme or something like that in your bar. It's another thing to combine that with, you know, some top shelf cocktails. I think that is the key to the thickness of the tiki bar. Yeah, they're they're all levels of tiki bar. They're mm-hmm. like you say, there's ones that are really just like decorated, you know, and then they serve drinks. Uh but then there's the ones that are like 
you know, we we serve the proper kinds of drinks, and then there's the ones you're talking about where they elevate it, and you're yeah. like, oh, that's really good. Uh, yeah, uh, Roger Chang produces uh, Daily Tech News Show. When he first started dating his wife, uh, they would go to Tiki Bar, the uh, Tiki Bar in San Francisco, all the time, and and so they invited us. When when he wanted us to meet, uh, he invited us all to the tiki bar. It was really I wish I could remember the name of it. It was really good. I think it was over in the Fillmore district. It sounds delightful. Top notch cocktails. I always wanted to go to the one that was in the movie Wayne's World, where Garth gets a giant cocktail that's like the size of a a large bowl. But sadly, yeah, that's the Tonga Room. Does that? Uh, oh, is, okay, I, yeah, the, and the Tonga Room is a great great one too that's super famous uh downtown san francisco also uh trader sam no that's the one on disney there's a trader somebody maybe it is trader sam too out in the uh outer richmond uh did the uh, scorpion bowls too <laughs> not not a trader vix though but trader vix i think also does the scorpion bowls so yeah uh trader vix invented the mai tai that's right at porter thank you that's the legend anyway and that's the knowledge you get when you're part of our Discord. Yes, indeed, folks. Don't miss out. Uh, we have uh, we have changed our rewards to make it easier for you to be rewarded. Uh, and we will give you the chef's kiss if you go and sign out <laughs> for a uh, for an it's a thing uh, support right now. Do we uh, we what we have a, a new shout out level? Uh, it's your shout out. So if you uh, support at that level, uh, you, you're definitely going to get your name at the end of this show. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah, $20 a, a month uh, is uh, the Patreon level for that. Um, so yeah, check that out. Patreon.com slash it's a thing. Is that the URL? I, don't, I hope so. Yes. Patreon.com slash it's a thing <laughs> is the URL. Uh, I'm just wondering, like, is there anyone new besides Mike? So there there are people new, but they have not been charged yet. So I always you okay. Know, so if so, you are like, hey, I pledged at that level, you get your shout out after October first, right? You'll always get your shout out start at the f- beginning of the month after you start because that's when the Patreon goes yes. in charge. Not Patreon. that I think any of our wonderful listeners would game the system, but that no, seems the most. That that's seems the most keeps fair. it fair for yeah. everybody. Yes. So shout out to Mike. Yes, Mike, you <laughs> rock. And more to jo- join Mike after our October first. Uh, thank you for listening to It's a Thing. Of course, you can become a member, as we said, patreon.com slash it's a thing and join the Discord, get an ad free RSS and more. Molly will be back next week. Uh, I, I, I'll make it a, an ironclad promise, by goodness. And uh, we'll talk to you then. Thank you, Rich. Thank you. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.